I V M. Hey, 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 this is IVM Likes. My name is Naveen Narona. Today, joining me in the studio is with drum rolls, Sharanya Subramanya. She's back, y'all. And we also have a bus moment. No drum rolls. No drum roll for me, yes. You were yawning before the show. Just violence. Sad violence. Sad violence. And today, like, Farad is my co-host for keeping it to a segment. And he saw a bus. He's like, this guy needs a massage for real. Ha, ha, ha. You look very stressed out of bus. I didn't even know you had a co-host now. See, you listen why. to the show. <laughs> your stress is so much it doesn't allow you to like look beyond your shows. I should, yes. Uh, so speaking of stress, uh, we all were... Uh, <laughs> there is no segue there. there, there is, we all were stressed out this weekend about uh, Oscars and you know, for me it was like a very uh, close call because I was following up with all the movies this year. Mm. Yeah. And some of the nominations were not even making sense there. I genuinely believe that some of them should have been there instead of the other. We'll talk about that. Mm. But before we go into that discussion, today we have a round of recommendations for you as usual. Sharanya, as a guest of honor, why don't you take it away? Sure. I'll start with the TV show. Um, I want to recommend a show called Crashing mm-hmm. that's in now uh, just finished season 2 I think this weekend mm-hmm. um, while the Oscars was going on yeah. so obviously nobody was watching HBO <laughs> I guess um, but season 2 is really good that's why I want to recommend it Crashing is a show written by a comedian called Pete Holmes yeah. uh, there are a lot of shows that are written about comedians trying to be comedians and there is something to be said for how much you can take out of that format but uh, why I like Pete Holmes' show is because they really get into the process of being a comedian yeah. uh, if you know Pete and he's very popular already because he's done a lot of shows he's done he has his own podcast he has one of those very um, you know he has a brand of his life which is like you know his wife cheated on him yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and he talks about it incessantly like it's genuinely a little bit like dude you got to stop mm, yeah. like he almost milks his own life for comedy <laughs> so much mm. that it, to a point it got really annoying and season 1 of the show starts exactly like that yeah. it's him um, you know he's a catholic boy christian born like really believes in god believes loves his parents believes in uh, monogamy uh, the only woman he's ever slept with is his wife mm. and then one day he finds out that she's cheating on her and uh, he doesn't even have a job or anything okay he's mm. just dependent on her yeah mm. uh, he's I'm trying to be a comedian comedy yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then obviously when she leaves him um, he you know is figuring out how to live he crashes on Adi Lang's couch mm. he uh, meets other comedians has to like stand in the corner and try and sell tickets to his comedy it's shows it's called barking yeah so that that fortunately is not come to india but we can imagine that happening yeah. you know, when you don't have a comedy audience you can't perform so yeah. if you go to get stage time you have to go and get five people to come to with come. your voucher so they have to come with a flyer that says your name on it and yeah. if you get five people at least you can get so a maybe start. at 1am in the night you'll yeah. get a spot yeah it's very yeah. hard yeah. Um, and the and the whole thing is that peter is always an optimistic um, right. you know god loving dude yeah. so he really believes in it he works hard he is not a mean guy and he deals with you know the business of comedy in a way that shouldn't be dealt with like he, he could be smarter but he's not because that's who he is mm. so show season 1 has a lot of like uh, uh, cameos from sara silverman mm. bill burr i think is in season 2 there's a bunch of comedians that show up if you like comedy and if you like you know oh look that comedian it's a great show for that tj millers also tj millers in it but season 1 though has a little bit of this feeling of where is this going for mm. me when i watched it the first time yeah. because i know pete tom's story because i've heard him say it yeah. so many times that it feels like is there going to be more than this mm. but i really enjoyed what i learned about comedy there which was like you know like uh, at one point in the, he gets a job as a opening act for like reality shows like dr oz okay yeah. uh, and rachel ray's uh, cooking show so they need a guy to come before and pr- like pump up the audience so he gets that kind of job 
what that entails. And season one was all right. It was good. But that's, you, a, that's uh, a good gig also. Like that whole plotline yeah. is hilarious to watch. Sarah Silverman's episode is really good in that show. Yeah. Uh, but season two, they really like they got much much better with the writing character development is so much better like they're trying to now in season 2 force speed to realize that he's also not the nice guy he thinks he is all the time okay. yeah. you know because a lot of this i'm such a nice guy i would never be mean to you comes from a place of of like this closed upness of i think this is right it's a very um, it's a very uh, uh, proud ego kind of uh, thing that he's dealing with because he thinks he's better than everybody else for not doing these things mm. you know he go like in the last uh, sh- uh, season he goes on a roast and he while he also kills at that roast he feels bad when he's attacked about something personal mm. and it, the idea is that oh you think you're so much better than all of us that you you didn't mean the meanness whereas mm. if i meant that mean joke you couldn't yeah. take it yeah. it's genuinely like it's well done this season especially mm-hmm. uh, all the episodes are on hot star because it's an hbo show yeah and it is genuinely good if you have a little bit of like time and patience with it uh, it gets really good and mm-hmm. lots of comedians on it so which is nice lots of comedians doing their act on it okay uh, like uh, because there's it's based obviously around stand up comedy so mm. much usually you know when shows are based around stand up comedy they cut out actual jokes that the comedian would do yeah. but you know this is not that's not the case like uh, aparna anchala is in it she does a whole act at one point okay. uh, bill bird has a, ba- a big piece of his uh, his set right. it's pretty mm. nice mm. that i'm sure they wrote it for the show yeah. uh, but it feels like it is their own stuff like okay. it, it yeah, feels yeah. like their voice and mm. feel like yeah that's a bill bird joke yeah uh, so it's quite nice i am recommending crashing nice. yeah. not to be confused with netflix is crashing Which is a show about some teens who live in a hospital or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're two crashings. Two But crashings. the hotstar also crashing because <laughs> CY is bad. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> so I watched season one of Crashing and yeah. I was really uh, not okay with the ending when the whole baptism yeah. thing was happening. Yeah. I was just like, this is not going anywhere. Yeah. For me. Season two gets into it yeah, more. Like, I'll check it out now. Especially the you know the whole idea of how comedians get uh, big from college shows. Yeah. Mm. Like so they have like a committee, like a national uh, entertainment college right. entertainment committee mm. where you have to go audition, and they obviously have rules like you can't talk. about um you know abortion mm. or sex or whatever things mm. like that mm. uh, and they audition you and if you get that you get to go to a bunch of colleges that's how mike babeglia became famous because mm. he went to so many colleges and that's mm. how you build a base but then you also are you have to do a different kind of comedy for it mm. like yeah. you can't do your uh, exactly the same set so it's it's pretty interesting yeah. you know this little trivia here this college committee kind of thing that people have for colleges so harvard's uh, committee head was natalie portman ooh so nice yeah so she booked jimmy fallon once for some gig and wow. then to speak for it yeah but in cameos on it what i'm recommending today is a short story by leo tolstoy it's an 1885 story called what men live by uh, i have a very fond memory of the story because i first read it when i was in 7th grade it was in a balbarthi books mm. but it was unlike any other short story because like you know all of mm. them were very preachy and annoying uh, and i had a friend when i was in 6th grade who was in 7th and uh, he was one of those you know very mm. uh, well read kind of guys he used to like yeah. read a lot of stuff and we were we were those book exchanging pals when we were kids mm. so he told me like you guys like you know you have to be in 7th standard now because the story is so good you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be done that it now. Yeah, yeah, so you can enjoy the story. <laughs> you know, like we were spoiled, stupid yeah, things that kids do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I took his, I borrowed his Balbarthi book and read the story way before I actually went to seventh grade. <laughs> so by the time that you know that chapter was read out in class, I knew everything <laughs> by rote. Oh God, how annoying, Anvil! <laughs> I know, and I was a stu- stupid, annoying kid. But but the story stuck with me yeah. for the longest time because I years later I watched on <laughs> on Christmas my mom was playing God TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this was playing like in clear animation, and then it hit me. It's actually about like religion and everything. Yeah. When I was reading it as a kid, 
I just saw it as a euphemism for a lot of things. Mm. So the story is about this one angel who's dropped down from heaven because uh, he did not willingly take a woman's life when she was giving birth to two kids. Okay. Mm. Okay, and. Uh, that's the whole plot line basically because uh, he's found by a guy called Simon mm. who's, a, who's a cobbler and who has no money but he sees him naked next to a chapel and says okay you know what mm. I'm gonna have mercy on this guy I don't have any food or money but I'll take care of him mm. he takes him to his house where his wife also is bitching about like how mm. she can't feed him himself and yeah. how can you mm. bring one more man in yeah I remember this yeah. it's and coming then, back to me slowly yeah right and then she, then he looks at her and she looks at him and then she realizes something special about yeah. him mm. so they don't know that he's an angel until like the plot line de- develops okay. but oh, the, whole, the whole story is that God sends him down mm. to as punishment. as punishment but also like to learn three things and that's the whole point of what men live by what's the virtue of men and what defines them how they'll have unconditional kindness for you and it's mainly focusing on humanity and how even though when it seems lost in the worst times it's always there for you there's always you know the, the mother who loses the kids like because the kids are still alive and the mother is eventually killed but then another angel comes and takes her life but there's still a, you know a woman who readily takes care of those two kids and they come back to her, their only shop to get shoes done mm. and Michael learns how to become a cobbler and becomes a very proficient cobbler one of the plot lines in the in the story is that uh, there's a man who comes a very wealthy man comes to the shop to get a shoe done mm. right and uh, and it's a Russian shoe where he's like you know he's gotten a very good felt and everything nice leather and he's like I want to get the best shoe done and you're the best shoe maker in this town so make me one and Michael just stares at him and looks at him but you know slightly ajar mm. So when he leaves the house, he starts working on the leather, mm. and it's very expensive leather, right? Mm. He takes it and makes a bushtashi, which is like a shoe for the dead people. Okay. When you wait oh. for a funeral, and uh, so then like Simon sees this and loses his shit. He's like, dude, like now he's gonna come back and he's gonna kill us because yeah. he's very wealthy. Yeah. He's like, don't worry, I just like I had a whim. And then the the guys, uh, the chauffeur comes back yeah. and says, uh, don't make the shoes. He's dead. He just had had an accident. Oh. And all this while Michael could see the angel of death standing behind, behind him. him. Oh. And you know, like I would like just still goosebumps. See, like just thinking yeah. about these stories. Uh, so yeah, it's a very beautiful short story if you look at the the long and short of it and the learning that you have from it. Mm. You know that we can't be uh, ahead of ourselves. We can't be all we are right now is who we are, and we just have to be kind to each mm. other. That's the whole point. So that's my recommendation. What men live by. Leo Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy. Awesome. Cool. I'm recommending a romantic comedy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's from 1967. It's called Barefoot in the Park. But everything okay, Abbas? No, yeah. This is this is this is, <laughs> this is you a really. You were accusations about being and being stressed and all. Stressed and all. Yeah, this is my. Trying to change his image. This is my go-to film when I'm stressed. Uh, it stars Jane Fonda and Robert Redford as a newlywed couple yeah. who move into a new house. You've seen the movie? I have seen bits of it. Yeah. Okay. It's a very funny movie. So they move into a new house. Uh, Robert Redford is a hotshot lawyer on the rise, hmm. and. Um, the the events of the film take pla- take place in uh, roughly about a day or a day and a half. Oh, okay. So it starts from when they move into a house. At the same time, Robert Redford gets this uh, new case that he has to work on. Mm. They get into a house. This newly wed uh, wife, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda is amazing in the movie. Yeah. She's very charming. She's very She's funny. Now. She's always been She's like eighty or something. Yeah. So there's no. Uh, they they move into the house. Robert Redford has not seen the house. Huh. So it's a very it's based off a play uh-huh. so it's kind of like a sitcom Correct. situation where they enter the apartment and there's the lift is not working so they have to climb four stories there's no furniture in the house the uh-huh. roof is leaking but jane fonda is trying to make the best of it cuz she's right. a she's a new bride uh-huh. and robert redford's character is stressed because he has a new case a new uh-huh. case to take care of as at the same time he doesn't want to disappoint his wife and amidst all of this jane fonda's mother turns up because she wants to meet the newlywed couple they find out there's a neighbor who lives upstairs who's this 
weird Russian slash Turkish weird guy. Uh-huh. You can always smell food from his house. Mm. Then uh, her mother and the neighbor start an affair while all this is happening. <laughs> so there's a lot of things yeah. happening. All of it is very funny. Uh, and then it culminates into a very happy mushy kind yeah. of a there's a there's a argument that uh, occurs between the husband and the wife and then spoiler alert in the end they get back together <laughs> <laughs> do we see know. any of the case no we don't oh. so there are only phone calls happening ah. so there there are these running gags like so the lift is not working so the, the Jane Fonda has ordered a couch so the couch guy has to come oh. climb three stories oh. up and then he remembers his pivot, pivot. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that maybe that that's where they got it yeah, from yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's forgotten something he has to go downstairs uh, so the, these running yeah. gaps keep happening it's almost a laugh a minute kind of oh, a nice. thing yeah. going on i i was just very surprised by how sharply it was written like hmm. Each line, every alternate line so has a very setting, sharp. As far as I remember, is a lot mm. like a sitcom only. Like it looks it like is. a studio setup where ah. the cameras move. Yeah, 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 but yeah. It actually, looks like going top so to bottom. It's more yeah. a play, right? It's set up as a play. It's, then. it's yeah. based so off of a play. Uh, apart from the last few uh, scenes, which are shot outdoors, the huh. entire movie is done uh, almost indoors. Mm. But yeah, a lot of sitcoms have borrowed from this because now when you see this movie, considering it came out in '67, a lot of modern sitcoms uh, pick from it. I don't know why you said that. My head just went. <laughs> <laughs> In some weird way, but maybe, that is also yeah. that kind of a sitcom, yeah. though. Yeah. Except dirty. So watch it for the chemistry between Robert Redford you didn't and Jane name Fonda. The movie, so that would help. Barefoot in the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, so check it out. It is on Netflix right oh, now. It is on Netflix. Oh, uh, so yeah, Barefoot in the park. So thanks Abbas for the recommendation. That was our round of recommendations. Quickly, let's wind it up once again. I recommend Crashing on HBO. Barefoot in the park, the movie. Okay, and I recommended the short story What Men Live By by Leo Tolstoy. We'll take a small break now and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to IVM Likes. Uh, we are still here in conversation. Uh, so, Oscars happened this past weekend while you we were, you know, sleeping and. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't wake up this Monday. I totally woke up this yeah? Monday. Yeah. I didn't. Last is, two years I haven't. Otherwise, I always used this to. This is the first time I've been so invested in it because it's the first time I've watched all the nominated movies. Okay. I mean, yeah. only the best picture nominations. I don't have time for like Florida Project. Yeah, I was like, did stuff. you watch the animated short subject uh, also? <laughs> Mudbound, I did not watch. So, uh, me too. I watched all of them, but I was still not like, you know, I'll wake up kind of thing. I was like, they'll update me when I wake up. And <laughs> they'll update me. They'll let me know. <laughs> and then Hotstar is there with this glitchy UI to always, you know, help me out. But uh, is the Florida Project actually a good movie? I'm sure, I'm sure. I don't know Florida Project was my favourite movie of last year. Yeah? And I w- really wanted William Defoe to win Did for some yeah. actor. Yeah, I was hoping that he would win. That was my prediction in the IVM daily episode. With I'm surprised okay. Lady Bird didn't win anything. Yeah. That was a little upsetting. I yeah. thought at least they would win something. Mm. Like, uh, it was like, since get, once Get Out won um, screenplay, screenplay mm. yeah. I was very happy for that. But I was like, there should be some recognition for Lady Bird. <laughs> Which there was none. I mean, the post doesn't deserve any recognition, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, they're just recognized for being recognized. Mm. Uh, even uh, Phantom Thread um, really didn't, even though there was a chance of Daniel Day-Lewis winning, mm. um, it was like, it was bleak. Like, yeah. And the movie was not... Uh, yeah, like a consolation Oscar, just to, like because you're retiring. So. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that, that doesn't seem fair <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, not that I thought Gary Oldman should have won Best Actor, by the way. Mm. Like, I... Uh, that was a little I just don't understand uh, what he did in his performance that was interesting because if you're going to put on that much prosthetics and uh, I mean there's so many versions of Winston Churchill yeah. like there yeah. is really nothing interesting about it yeah. uh, 
darkest hour was is news fest uh even though like i thought dunkirk was not actually that bad even though honestly i just i just come to the realization this year i don't care about world war movies yeah man i just don't care about it I like either you, either of the world wars yeah no world war movies matter to me from any like i feel like we've read about it and seen it so many times no version of it is interesting anymore but i still think world war 1 has gotten the royal end of the stick we still seen lot of world war 2 movies But uh, really, like, what would does have, Wonder Woman count as a World War One? Yeah, movie? it is. It does, right? Yeah, totally, I guess it is. I mean, like they have now done everything with that genre, right? Yeah. From from like you know. So are you guys saying we should have more wars so that we can? I'm sure we can make movies that are not about war at all. I think Kurukshetra needs representation, <laughs> which is which is interesting because they actually paid a tribute to the to the troops at the Oscars this year. <sighs> There were so many. Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the winners and the losers first, okay. and then we'll talk about the like the ceremony as a whole and whether yeah. we enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. Award wise, I think everything was predictable. Yeah, the set was like you um, know down bad. Gigantic general. envelopes, so there were no mistakes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a, a little surprised when they gave uh, original screenplay to a Get Out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they were, it was it was it's too cool a movie for Oscars to uh, to give an I award. I think that's to. one of the reasons. So uh, somebody was talking about how uh, I read somewhere like you know how Oscar ballots work differently from other things, right? Because they right. have to vote by ranking of mm. uh, movies and stuff. Yeah. Um and it also depends on when the movie comes out. Mm. So because Get Out came out so early in the year, it came out in Feb. Yeah. Mm. There are a lot of the people who are voting uh, has seen it at, in Feb and mm. thought it was okay, mm. but then there was so much being written about yeah. it that your um, image of it builds higher and higher. That's mm. true. So yeah. it it became like a brave thing to give an award to later on in the year. Mm. Uh, the the impression of it being a brave movie became big later on. Mm. Whereas stuff like um, Dunkirk which, which when it came out was so big mm. but lost steam. Halfway through the race. Yeah, very soon. Yeah, very soon. Because mm. uh, and that's the thing with uh, Oscar nominations. There's also like there's a lot of impression of how the movie was. Yeah. Mm. You'll see something and you'll forget about it a, a couple of months down the road, mm. or something will be like, this is going to be the biggest movie of all time. Like this is amazing. It's amazing. And then you'll it won't win yeah. or it won't be that good. Yeah. Um, Dunkirk do like technically lot of awards went to Dunkirk yeah. because of their sound mixing and yeah but it was a visually beautifully done yeah, movie yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted Baby Driver to win one of the sound yeah. awards because I yeah. thought it was done really well it's editing also was editing really was also very yeah. well so it was kind do you guys think that like you know how they always say that the Oscars do not uh, award commercially successful movies hmm. and that's always true like none of these movies hmm. i mean they're not commercially successful but they're hmm. also not not Be- something popularly flops. like uh, they're not a popular vote Not yeah. a big majority of the, of the audi- uh, movie watching audience go watch Darkest Hour huh. or Phantom Thread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, do you guys think like this year Logan was nominated for adapted screenplay, which is still yeah. surprising yeah. because, but like Christopher Nolan, who's nominated huh. this year, has never won anything at hmm. the Oscars. Hmm. Dark Knight was never nominated. Hmm. Actually, Dark Knight was nominated. So yeah, they they pulled a Dark Knight with Dunkirk this year because Dark Knight won all the technical awards the year exactly, it was nominated. Exactly. So, so Slumdog will Millionaire and, swept everything. And that so year. everybody's thanking Nolan, but Nolan's like, "Where's well, <laughs> yeah. my Oscar, bitch?" Uh, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about how Black Panther will not be nominated next year. Yeah, yeah. I will not win any no- mm. Oscars, which mm. makes sense. I think that like commercially yeah. successful films don't really mm. get. Uh, you guys think like at some point superhero movies will become big enough? to win things it's not like star wars won this much uh, yeah. this year either yeah. like barely anything i don't think that will happen cuz uh, there is still i think a large section of uh, the academy yeah which does which considers superhero movies as 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 uh, as a, a a level below what what 
what pure cinema counts for i feel like that would that should by it have changed by now don't yeah, the think? lines are slowly blurring now are with, they yeah with logan coming forward and even star wars being nominated like now slowly star wars logan is nominated no. only in one category and is nominated because it's so different from other superhero movies yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really like a, a break from the genre i mean for, Again, for, let's take Black Panther for example. It should definitely be nominated for costume design and for mm. visual yeah. effects and all of those things. But the movie is not great. It's no, it's yeah. Yeah. It, does it move you? As I think that's the that's yeah. the that's the thing when it, when it comes See, to see what I what I noticed in all these nominations this year. Mm. They have very simplistic plots. Like every single movie that came out of it's a one line definition. One line definition plot. Yeah. Plot, yeah. Mm. But with uh. these Marvel movies, we don't have that. Or with yeah. any of the blockbusters, we don't have that. They are like. Putting in so many elements to There's draw the crowd. There's a lot of uh, yeah. yeah ensemble. It's an entertainment thing. It's not a exactly. here's a misogynistic man who makes clothes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you know, really simplistic. Things like that. But I, I think, think that it's a, a good thing that it they don't because see that's the one complaint I have with the Indian film industry is that the same movies that make tons of money are the same movies you're handing out awards to. Yeah. Mm. So at least in Hollywood they make that distinction that let's give out awards to these movies that probably didn't make a lot of money but artistically they did okay. deserve to be awarded. That, that makes sense. So I I I'm kind of torn on that. I want superhero movies to be actually recognized as an art form, but at yeah. the same time. I'm okay with them not. So is the idea that if you make an artistic movie, you should expect to not make money, but you sh- but oh, you will win some awards. No, see, get, get Out made money. Get Out was a success. Yeah. Shape of Water also wasn't a failure at the box office. Hmm. So there there will be those odd uh, films that. Will- is, get Out didn't even release in India, no. I don't think so. No, yeah. no, I don't think it did. You know what we should all do? We should all become like Amir Khan. Like make commercially successful movies that are also top provoking and then not show up for the award show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing we can do. I think otherwise overall everybody who won was like no, nobody was upsetting per se so that was good. Mm. Um very happy with Shape of Water winning best uh, yeah. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, at least it's better than three billboards winning because I saw three billboards. I did not like exactly, exactly. We, like we all watched like, yeah. moment of uh, you know clarity <laughs> right now. You said that we have just the movie before even watching it, and we watched the movie. I did not like it without any judgment, and I hated it. Okay, I, I didn't, didn't hate it. it. There yeah. was a lot of problems with it. What am I supposed to get from the movie? Oh, look, this awful racist cop has a redemption factor. Look, yeah. he's going to go help. That's not nice, guys. And and look, if you build up this character to be this douchebag, yeah. the guy's throwing people out from the window, hmm. and, and scene where he throws up out the window is set to like a rock music like we, that's not a heroic move you know yeah like, and i would have still dig that you know if that was like his character definition i would have dig that but one single thing in the hospital and now he's got a new leaf altogether yeah. exactly and I, he apologizes to the white guy he threw from the window yeah. go apologize with all the prisoners you yeah, probably yeah. tortured exactly. also even her character when right up in the beginning woody harrelson tells her that there is no lead there is no um, there's no witness there's nothing to the case anymore mm. yeah. okay so her, her anger after a point feels like there is no what is her point yeah. it's not like the community is turning on you because you're black like if she was black i would it would make sense that she fight mm. for um, you know justice for her daughter mm. uh, and the community is not supporting her the mm. community supports Woody Harrelson because he says in yeah. the beginning that they've yeah. tried everything yeah. after that setting a police station on fire is not cool guys exactly and the poor guy just like knocked himself out had a beautiful wife and daughters what about him <laughs> yeah I, I didn't get the didn't point get of movie. Peter Dinklage's character why Why was he in oh, the movie yeah, all of it was very shoehorned man yeah, like, I don't I, like it it was like they were kind of making the movie at went. Like, for example the deer just showed up in the set one day and she started talking to him and the film Make it probably. It's just like you don't know. I'm I saw, like, but I'm glad Sam Rockwell is now getting his due. But like this guy has been around. I don't, I don't, so have, a, I don't have a problem with Frances. Also, her yeah. speech was great. Yeah, uh, her the, performance is good. Yeah. Performance is good. Yeah. We have a problem with the roles that yeah. were the choices yeah. the roles made. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. 
Let's but start. I still wanted uh, William Defoe to win. I think he was really good. <laughs> but even even better than uh, William Defoe, the mother of the child. What's her name? She's an Instagram model. In 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 the uh, Florida, Florida project. project. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember her name, but yeah, she so was Sean also So Sean Baker basically good. like uh, put oh, out an ad on Instagram, and she was picked off Instagram to play. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. So and and a little girl, Brooklyn Prince. Yeah, she's. Oh my God, really I really good. loved um, James Ivory winning because he yeah. wore a shirt that had Timothy's face on it. I was <laughs> like, oh my God, that yeah, is so yeah. cool. <laughs> He was really so cool. actually, I uh, this Oscar ceremony uh, there was Sri Devi in the yeah, memorial section, Shashi Kapoor, and James Ivory mentioned uh, Ismail Merchant. Yeah, of course, because yeah. he's worked yeah. with him for so, so many years. So a little represent, even <laughs> in, 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 in a sad way, because <laughs> yeah. all three of them were mentioned because they passed away. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so that's was, true. So let's talk fond favorite memories that happened over the over the celebration. This year's ceremony, um, the monologue was okay. Yeah. I I'm happy they touched on the things they are supposed to, but. I don't expect that much from the Oscars anyway like so I found it to be I mean the monologue should still be funny I just don't think it was funny enough it was funny it really was, you didn't think mm, it was funny it was alright really funny. like I mean I understand that all these uh, male hosts have this like pressure now to perform in a way that is also uh, you know representative also talks also about time out woke. time up <laughs> okay. I think Seth Meyers did a good job yeah, already. He so I think but he was very much on the offensive, whereas uh, JV is not. Like he yeah. very much was like, mm. yes, we we acknowledge that this is happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, we cannot yeah. ignore it, and mm. obviously none of them should ignore it. That's fine. Yeah. Also, God, I hated that whole thing about them going to the theater. And I, I love that. I don't know why you guys hated it. I tuned out. Totally Dude, I'm watching happened. a preview of Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> and they were stoned clearly. As when they, they were like, there's a smell of marijuana. People were just stoned watching a movie. Why did you do that? And they them? got to see movie stars. Why no, they were stoned? It's like it's, if you were really stoned and watching a Wrinkle in Time, and then uh, Ami Hammer walked in with a uh, hot dog, yeah. that would be so creepy. I would freak out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just like you know, every year now, what what gimmick can we do? Yeah. Sort of yeah, but actually, though, this time's giving was better than last time's giving, which was where they took that bus the, and the, had the these tourists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So that's Kimmel's thing. He wants to put these um, multi-millionaire movie stars in, in awkward situations with normal. I people. think it's the other way. It's like normal people. Look. Movie stars, how amazing is your life? <laughs> you know, it's very much look yeah. normal walking but to the Oscars. But they are in LA, so th- I'm sure they're looking forward to mm. meeting movie stars. What I really like this year, and like overall, what I you know got a gist of is mm. what like now the whole border wall and everything in the in time of Trump, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a very strong Mexican yeah. and South American representation yeah, yeah. from Chile as well. Like when Daniela Vega won, I was yeah. so happy, and when she came and spoke about her thing, and uh, with like the smallest thing was you know when. Uh, when Coco won, mm. yeah, okay. Robert Lopez. Yeah, when Robert Lopez. No, uh, the whole team came up, oh. mm. and uh, Gael Garcia was there, and uh, uh. Oscar Isaac was there. He was announcing the award. He walked away, and then when Gael Garcia came on stage, he came running towards him and hugged him, <laughs> and then went away. Like it was yeah. a very sweet and little thing yeah. that happened in the background. But I was just like, you know. But uh, the Coco, the song that won. Uh, yeah, yeah, Robert uh, Robert Lopez. Lopez yeah. He's got the second he got. Yeah, he's won oh, really? already an Oscar, Grammy, and uh, Tony and uh, Emmy. Emmy, and mm. then this is the fourth round, second round of all four. Oh, yeah, can you believe yeah, that? He's killing it. He did Frozen's Let It Go last time, right. which won yeah. Grammy and Oscar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he did something else. He did a children's uh, show for, that won the Emmy. Okay. Uh, how Tony amazing as well, is that? He does Broadway as well. Yeah, how cool is that? He's only forty-three years old. Yeah. He could win more stuff. <laughs> but I didn't precisely like the. The music of Coco so much, mm. I was okay with it because for for the kind of culture that they were bringing, it was kind of like lackluster. Yeah, I, I was totally I, all up for Sufjan Stevens, you guys. Yeah, man, that performance. Oh my god, uh, so sexy, so emo. I love it. <laughs> 
But I'm kind of getting tired of uh, the Oscars just being given out to the Pixar movie that came out that year. Yeah. Like there was the breadwinner in that same the category which even I think was a good, good movie. Same, oh, I was going to like, I, I thought about this when I was thinking about mm. today's episode. Yeah. That St. Vincent took like five years to make. Mm. Like yeah. one frame, every mm. frame being like a... Mm. That was really you know, well done. It's, but Coco was good too. It was good. good. I watched both but of them twice. If you twice see, they've given out uh, awards to the good dinosaur yeah. and to some other Pixar movies which yeah. weren't deserved. Yeah. 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 So it's almost most like if a Pixar movie is in that and category yeah I know what you're saying that in that category if, yeah. there's, a, if there's a big studio making a movie that's yeah, mostly going to win that's going to win that's unfortunate how good was Tiffany Haddish who wore Tiffany the Haddish same dress for the third time should host the Oscars <laughs> the every year Her and Maya Rudolph I think yeah. she should have got a nomination for best actress also yeah. by the way she was yeah. very yeah. funny yeah. Uh, I don't know why she didn't but that and was again a movie that wouldn't like you know, that's true. and of course very should. real yeah. to wear the same dress because she was like I spent so much money on this <laughs> oh by the way uh, so Jimmy Kimmel's YouTube channel has uh, uploaded uh, Guillermo at the Oscars and there's this hilarious bit where he he's trying to interview Tiffany Haddish huh. and she, she sees Meryl Streep enter and she just bow. runs out <laughs> to stand in front of her then comes back <laughs> to hear more it's sick. hilarious I'm she's so, everybody I'm always surprised that Maya Rudolph is married to Paul da- uh, I know so it's just you. a weird combination yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, this is the first time I actually noticed that <laughs> to be honest so I was like yeah Paul Thomas oh why is she saying yeah. that <laughs> you know Martin McDonough who made three billboards, three billboards is, yeah. uh, is dating Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag okay. like who wrote Fleabag and is the main lead right. in Fleabag that's also pretty surprising if also so Chelsea Peretti and Jordan Peele I didn't know they were What? They have a child? They yeah, do. they have a child I didn't know they were married <laughs> What? She was off that whole season of Brooklyn because she was pregnant And they shot from That's because you, uh, don't, follow, you don't follow her Instagram where she's I constantly don't. posting here's a, here's a painting of my husband and so, she's so funny <laughs> Yeah, so I but I would like to say that eventually for, for all that was happening on the on the stage, when Guillermo del Toro comes on stage and <laughs> mm. you know and the way he is excited about like yeah, you know so the style like innocence to mm. him and and I'm really glad for him that this year yeah. I'm so glad she bought the one and everything that he's worked for has come to and I'm talking like he's my uncle, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but I feel I for him. He's I every him. fat guy's uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you guys what do you guys think of that little bit in the middle where they did like a a video about diversity? I think it was cool. It was I think. nice. It was, it was nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kumail was funny. Kumail yeah. was funny. That was it. Was nice. He said some uh, that line that I've been watching. Yeah, white white guys. straight white dudes making movies For, about straight white. Now dudes. you enjoy my films. Now, yeah. now, now you, no, you relate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. I've been doing it my whole life. It's true. Exactly. And he like, talked about how his wife wanted to make a, a website called Muslims Doing Fun yeah. Stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> all all the collages and all the montages were nice. I mm-hmm. hated the montages. Why? I thought it was just too long the, and I thought it was supposed to make me the, feel something I was one, not feeling. The one with the dialogue one was really nice with all the strong women characters, you know, giving dialogue, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be suppressed and like you know they were lit- Makes no difference because if you look at the statistics of how many women get speaking roles in movies that's true bad bad bad. there's also nobody passes an article that came out that the roles uh, the male roles which have won for Mm. best actor have been the victors whereas the female roles which have won have been the victims oh no Mm. so yeah so that's also something they need to look at but I think the montages were done because this was like the 90th year so they're like but up front they were like oh let's make this show shorter and yeah, then they were like, "Here's a 30 second montage after every yeah. award." <laughs> you know, that was that was annoying. Yeah. Also, I it's very irritating when they read the nominees' name out and then they play a clip and then yeah. they cut to their face. Yeah. Like, it is very on. long. I feel like th- there is a way to make it more efficient if they wanted to make it a snappier show, mm. uh, like a, to watch because it went on from 6:30 to 10:30. Yeah. That's too long. Yeah, I had to go to work. <laughs> In the break, I would go make a like hot toast and it was really difficult. <laughs> 
but so but, the breaks were long also so you could do much more than that this, yeah i mean this oscar wasn't very big on memes and stuff like there was no oh what was, was really interesting this this um, oscars was um, the red carpet because mm. ryan seacrest was on the red carpet mm. and there was that whole controversy about ryan seacrest mm. yeah um so i just don't understand so obviously if you look at it within the context they can't not have him on the red carpet because mm. they have cleared him of all charges mm. uh, but putting him on the red carpet is a super awful thing to do mm-hmm. even kobe bryant was uh, he won yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing with with the ryan series thing is that like um they they ran on a 30 second delay for the first time the red okay. carpet because they were worried that if somebody says something or ryan series they can cut it <laughs> okay uh, and there were lots of parts where it felt really awkward one is of course that e has done nothing to change how they cover the red carpet it's yeah. always the same yeah. you know what are you wearing yeah completely <laughs> banal rubbish they could have changed it up but they uh, can't yeah. and the problem is now when in this year mm. when conversation is important and when they are asking women about times up mm. uh, and then cutting to ryan seacrest mm. it's just like are you not understanding what mm. you're doing yeah. mm. um and ryan seacrest wasn't given the main stage like the main opening where he he wasn't getting like apparently juliana rancic was in the beginning mm. and they would have to, they had to ask the celebrity if they would talk to ryan seacrest oh okay uh, and okay. a lot of them did skip ryan seacrest obviously um so it's weird uh and it's tone deaf Which means by year. next year he'll fade out. That's the whole point, right? I doubt that. You don't. I don't know. See, because the the argument again here is, they seem say they say they like investigated it mm. and he was cleared. Mm. Should then, he, then should he lose his job over it? To be fair, he has like six thousand jobs. Mm. And That's it, all. He's he, everywhere. He could choose not to be here. <laughs> yeah. He produces the Kardashian show. Uh, he's, AD, uh, he's still on this 80, season. Eighty forty on. He's radio. on this season of American Idol. His yeah. radio show is still on. American Idol is coming back yeah, yeah, this season, yeah, yeah. and he's still the host. Mm. Um, so the it's uh, the. But then again, this is a guy who tried to high five a blind person. So he, <laughs> really? What is this? Yeah, there's a meme on internet. You haven't seen this? I haven't seen this. Yeah, he once uh, tried to high five a blind person. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Yeah, but I thought the Oscars overall were. You know what else I like before you wrap up? Yeah. Uh, this the uh, winners who I think they won for the documentary short and they did, they did the speech in sign language. Yes, I think that was, was really, really cool. Nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Even uh, what was really funny was Lakers Stanfield who had to run in and say get out, and yeah. then he yeah. was like, that was so <laughs> weird <laughs> because he didn't know where to go out. Yeah. Kimmel is still talking and he's just like, what yeah, do I yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> And you know the thing is when they were doing the speech in sign language, all I could think was Sally Hawkins is totally getting this because she's in the shape of water. It's really uh, fun to be on. Uh, like if you're on this on social media while the Oscars are going on, yeah, it's, now it's not like people are just making jokes. Even celebrities are making, making jokes. jokes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like uh, when Ami Hamid on stage, Timothy Chalamet is like zooming into his face, <laughs> or um, what's his name? Um, when Lakers and Phil was on stage mm. and then he got out, and as soon as he tweeted, that was. Weird. It was really funny. It got so like it came up everywhere because they were like, "How are you still tweeting?" And it was on delay, <laughs> so he was still on stage yeah, yeah. when the tweet came out. <laughs> really amazing. Yeah, I think like next, like if you look at how obviously every year things have to change and stuff, mm. but already this year feels a little better in terms of. Uh, Greta Gerwig winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, being nominated. All nominations being basically yeah. about Australian people. That's yeah, Kumail being nominated. I'm mm. pretty sure mm. Kumail is going to win an Oscar by next year. Really? Uh, he'll win something by next year. I think okay. Gina Rodriguez will win an Oscar one day. <laughs> I'm just putting a long-term bet on this. Yeah, that's why I think Lady Bird is not holding on to like you know giving it too many awards right now. She'll win later. When she's she going, has yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, she has time. Yeah, same with like uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He's 22 years old, man. Yeah. He's the youngest nominated yeah. in exactly. that category. He'll win one day. Mm. He so he was the youngest nominated, and uh, Gary Oldman was the oldest nominated. No, not Gary Oldman. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Yeah, Plummer. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, in the same category, they yeah. had like the younger and, and the older. And again, the plumber nomination was just like. Oh yeah. Obviously, yeah. you showed up. You so showed he has up. A nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. that's our thoughts on this year's Oscar awards. Nineteenth Oscars. It's been ninety years of uh, white elitism finally scraping away, and now the the others are taking over slowly, slowly. What will be the future of Oscars? We don't know. But if you have any thoughts, listeners, do tell us. So we are IVM Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us individually on Twitter. At Abbas Momin. At Sharnia underscore S. I am House of Narona, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.